2: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making forest back backpedal.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Glover's past from the Glover's cast. Today, we're talking to a player who was brought to Town as a battle to survive in what was then known as the GM Vauxhall Conference in the mid-1990s. That period did see the club drop into regional football for two seasons and under underground robbers and as we're going to discover our guest was uh one of the characters of that period of the club so we're delighted to welcome another yeovil town legend to the glovers past mr leroy whale welcome
0: welcome yeah thank you for having me
2: no welcome. well we were just uh, we were just discussing that Leroy actually dropped us a little note asking um uh whether we had any uh, photos of his time and we managed to out of uh, Tim Lancaster's wonderful uh photographic library we managed to dig a few yeah some glory days there wasn't there yeah there was
0: a few yeah a few good memories there loved my time at Yowal so it was yeah definitely uh, a good period
2: Absolutely, right. Well, yeah. let's jump into it and um, ask you, because you were uh, obviously Graham Roberts' first signing when he came to Yeovil in 1995, I think I'm right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, uh, you, you'd obviously played with Graham or, or managed. Uh, he'd managed you at Enfield, I think you were saying. Uh, I mean, was it Graham and your relationship with him that attracted you to Yeovil?
0: Uh, well, I nearly, I nearly signed for uh, Yeovil uh, about four years uh, earlier um when um uh brian hall was it uh, That's right, brian yeah and, and the clubs couldn't agree terms so that, that never happened and obviously graham brought me uh when he was at Enfield and obviously um had a couple good seasons there with him and then obviously when he left um he uh, he asked me if I you know would be interested in coming across and obviously I went down there um saw a game and obviously First time I went down, it was brilliant. The crowd, everything—it yeah, was such a good feeling down there. And I said, "Yeah, straight away, um, yeah, let's sort it out." So,
2: yeah. So, was he? Um, what was he like as a manager? Because obviously, we all know him as, a, as a, a very classy player for the likes of Tottenham and so forth. I mean, what was he like as a manager? I—I mean,
0: I, I don't think he ever got enough credit for being a manager. Um, he was great, great throughout. I think if he liked you, um, th- that was fine. Um, obviously good player in his day he played for England but coach wise he played attractive football Um, he certainly knew his players um, locally and you know in in the non-league and especially um, old pros he knew really well and he knew what what blend of players he needed to get a good team and one thing he did do we had great great atmosphere uh, great banter great team spirit and that pulls you through for a long season and, and Robbo was brilliant at it he, he was he was a really good manager
1: interesting you say that actually because that that season looking back at it, it was it was a, it was a season we were battling against relegation from the conference as it is now that the national league and and you say yet still the the spirit was high and things were doing kind of um it was still a good, entertaining place to be. You you have this sort of reputation as being a bit of a character. Were you brought in to add to that environment specifically? What was the dressing room like when you arrived and we were at the wrong end of the table?
0: Um, well, I was ho- hopefully I was brought in for my performances on, <laughs> on the field, but I think I was more well-known for things off the field, I think, in the end. I, I, I think when he first joined, obviously, Yeovil, there was a lot of old, old boys there, um, and it took him... To the end of the season, just to clear, to have a clear out, and obviously bringing the players you wanted for the next season. Um, obviously, when I first joined, yeah, we had like we brought in Kevin Dillon. Do you remember him, Kevin Brock yeah. and it, some real old experienced players. Um, obviously, it didn't quite work, um, and I, I think it it took until the next season for Robo to really, you know, bring in the players you wanted in. So that you know, it's a shame we went down um but i think it, it, he really took charge from the following season
2: yeah and um i mean there weren't too many wins in that uh like I say, that last half of the season after Robbo uh, had come in. But I do remember one, I think it was uh, Farnborough, remember you scoring there, I think, for, for, for us. I mean, was there any point in that period where you thought there was a chance to stay? Uh, start? Did we, it went right to the last game of the season before we were actually relegated, if I remember that. yeah, we,
0: we got Yeah, it was a shame actually because when I come along I played a couple of games I got injured so I didn't really, I think that was a story of most of my career, but I didn't really end up playing too many games and I come back, I remember mean, I scored at Halifax away We won 3-0 And then we obviously beat Farmer And there was an outside chance That we could stay up And it, like you said It comes to the last game of the season I think we had to win someone else had to lose I think we ended up losing Something like 5-4 The last game of the season
2: It's 4 um, all. I was just looking at it 4 was all? 4 right? all on that final game yeah, Crazy game Yeah
0: I did, that was that was mental. I tell you, it was something funny after the game. So obviously we went round. Obviously the crowd wasn't very happy. And I remember Kevin Dillon throwing his shirt into the crowd, and someone threw it back. <laughs> so that was, that was Never a funny. good sign, that is it? No, it's not. No, but um, yeah, it, we, it was a tough ask to be honest. I think, I think, like you said, there was a lot of players who Robbo basically said you're leaving at the end of the season. I think that morale then was difficult because there was some obviously the new players bringing in the old players. Who, who who have been around and serviced the um, Oval brilliantly you know Mickey Spence and people like that who, who was great you know great lad. but th- their day had come and obviously it needed a, a complete new broom um, and that's that's what was going to happen
1: Yeah I'm just um, look, I'm just looking at some of the figures actually that got brought in that summer Graham Roberts brought in Mickey Engwell Warren Patmore Tony Penick players that are synonymous with the history of this football club um that team was very different, wasn't it? That started that season in what was essentially the the, the regional divisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Like Warren Patman was a, a key. I mean, me and Warren go back a long time. He was signing for Enfield. Um, and obviously I talked about, it, so like you got to come to Yeovil. He was playing out in Ireland. Um, so I've kind of got Warren down to Yeovil. But as soon as, you know, soon as one or two come and, you know, everyone say it was such good facilities. Like I said, the crowd were brilliant. The, the supporters was like, it made it all, and we, you know, you know, we had good banter with the supporters, um, and we could, just, everyone could see, we, you know, we was going to turn it around, you know, with Robbo, and the players he was bringing in, it was only a matter of time, should have went up the first season, didn't quite have the mix of players, um, but obviously, you know, then, from then on, it just, you know, snowballed.
2: Yeah, before ah. we go, before we go in and talk about that first season in the league, you're going to have to tell, because off uh, off air, you were telling us a you tell us a funny story about uh what a physiotherapist found in your socks so at right. a game at Staley bridge celtic yeah so you're so gonna have to tell us that one and i'm sure you've got other tales as well i've, I've, I've got
0: one. i've got a few and, and there's a few i'm not sure i could share but
2: oh so
1: right okay was, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so um yeah so i always uh i was always losing things or forgetting things and you know and so everything was a rush so play stately bridge celtic away I remember it was a big game um so I've turned up and you Rob is doing his team talk. I thought sh- I thought I forgot my shin pads. I thought, oh no, I can't believe that. So I'm looking around. So I thought, right, I'm going to have to um, improvise here. So, which I did. So the game kicked off. Oh you know, I've gone in for a 50-50 tackle. Next minute, I'm down injured. Um, I think it was Nibs. He come on. Um, he pulled me pulled my socks down and a program fell out <laughs> <laughs> a, match day program. a match day program and he looked at me went I can't believe you've done that I said it gets worse he went well I've got one in the other side as well <laughs> so, but it was it was my ankle so it was like you know I've, I've got a lot of stick from the lads for that but um it, you know it just it was one of them things what um it ended up I seem to be doing all the times something like that so
2: Gonna say if there's a if there's a advert for non-league football and uh, improvisation that's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can I put down, mission pad?
0: And I was looking at them when I got the program. I was thinking, I hope it's one of them thick ones, you know, ones <laughs> that we have, uh, with lots of sponsors in <laughs> and like that.
2: Yeah. Pick you up from some, uh, yeah, from, from from the impact, but.
1: Yeah. Someone must have missed out on a program. They probably all yeah. lined out for all the players. There's, they uh, were. One of your teammates was thinking, "I haven't got one here, lads." <laughs>
0: Did um, actually that the following season, pre season, one about um, stories. We, uh, me and Warren Patmore probably won the fittest of, of the players, but you know, obviously, we, we did the best. So, we were training around the um, the ground one day pre season, you know, and it was like loads of laps around the pitch and you know, keep up with the guy in front, and you know, we have fallen back. Um, and Rob was by the dugout and he shouts out to me because we were, we were quite near the end. He said, he said Leroy, Leroy, come on, at least catch the bloke in front and then you can stop. So I've kind of like half looked at I'm sprinting, well, running as fast as I can. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm getting close to this guy in front of me. So I get like that. So I've gone around the corner, past the, past the goal and I get there and I stop. And I think, oh, you know, I've actually quite pleased with myself. I looked up. It was only the groundsman who <laughs> were walking towards <laughs> the ke- to get the corner
2: flag. <laughs> so. Yeah, is it like a 6 year old bloke or something? Yeah, yeah. I, see it. Yeah, <laughs> I think.
0: Oh. Well, at least I caught someone, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So. It's Good. funny you mentioned that pre-season actually because I was doing a bit of sort of um, research and digging, and there's that strange little anomaly of Liverpool coming to town in that August of 1995, and what a side they brought to face against a. A regional Yeovil Town team—they've probably never heard of most of them—and they bring down the absolute big guns. McManaman got a hat trick. What was that like to experience oh, that? That squad coming to town?
0: Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, you know, like I said, to play against Liverpool, whatever the the occasion was, and to play—you know—I remember. I think John Barnes played that day. Obviously, I knew Jamie Redknapp well, and he he played. And like I said, McManaman—it was brilliant. I mean, I mean, all the lads. And that's—and that was another thing. Robbo was good. I mean. I remember playing West Ham at home. I think there's about six, seven thousand there. Um, scored in that game. Which we drew one. Oh, scored against Pompey pre-season. We drew one. And we played Everton. We played Blackburn. And that was all down to Robo. You know, he 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 had great contacts in the game. And as as like a a non-league player, it was brilliant playing against uh, you know teams like that.
1: You normally uh, get that in FA Cups and stuff, don't you? But to be able to experience it in pre-season and just pit your wits against the very best. That's sort of, yeah, that's... And I imagine, like you said, the crowds would have absolutely loved it and poured in in their thousands. Because at the time, we were getting... What, um, what, what kind of attendance is around that time? Threes, fours, five, sixes?
0: Yeah, so, well, actually, like I said, um, when we come out of the conference, we obviously went went down the league and obviously we were winning, playing good football. And, you know, I remember it was getting like 2,000 and it went three. Five. I think our average for that season was over 5,000, um, especially the season when we won the league. I um, mean, it was brilliant. You know, like I said, it was brilliant. And then to, to top it off, to get playing against uh, professional teams was even better. I mean, just before I signed for it, yeah. we—I well, we, was at Enfield. And we we um, knocked out Cardiff, and then Torquay, and we played Leicester in the uh, FA Cup at Filbridge Street. And again, there was twenty thousand there, which was it was a great occasion. So.
2: Yeah, I mean that, like you say, that season. I think it was a bit of a tricky start, if I remember right. That first season when we we come down from the conference, and and I, I don't think we won a lot away from home. And no. I I do remember at the time we were obviously a bit of a scalp for a lot of those um, smaller teams in the um, the ISIS league as it was then. I mean, was that the way you found it? Did they, you find teams raising their game against you?
1: Hundred
0: percent. Every game was like a cup final for them. Like you said, away support was brilliant. So their their grounds would normally had three to four hundred. You know, we're getting over a thousand. You know, more. And every game, every team wanted to beat us. You know, because we uh, had like the we had like the, probably the the cream of the the players. Um, and you know, everyone wanted to a beat us and also put themselves in the window for you know maybe a potential move or something like that. Yeah. So every game was tough. Um, and I think the second season was a bit easier for us. Um, but um, yeah yeah, it was it was, it was tough.
1: Looking at the players that Roberts brought in, obviously he was forever changing things. In November, Giuliano Grazioli comes in from Peterborough. He and Pat Moore as a combination were really quite something. Um, we've tried to go through the records. Uh, Grazzioli, sixteen goals in about two and a half months. That's not a bad little uh, record. What was he like to play alongside?
0: Yeah, he was brilliant. He was, you know, he he came along. He was absolute. He fitted in straight away. Um, you know, he was he was really good. Actually, a real nice guy, and I'm glad he went on. You know, he done well in his own um, own career. But yeah, nice guy. Yeah, again, that's Rob, I picked some good players. You know, as I was leaving, you had Howard um, coming in again, fitted in straight away, performed well. Um, you look at um, Jerry Gill come in, then you had all, um Burkeby yeah who um i think we got rob cousins just to come along because none, none of us could understand what burby was saying <laughs> the he translator to, he was the translator so um yeah so yeah we've got some great players in and every one of them fitted in perfectly you know it was great
2: yeah and uh i remember gracioli and Platmore, they were the ultimate like big man little man combination weren't they Grazioli was the goal poacher and yeah, Patmore was a knockdown man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. they're good. Yeah, it, it worked really well. I mean, Warren's record for Yoda was fantastic oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I
2: yeah.
0: mean, we used to call him the postman as well because he always delivered. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but he was, good. It was yeah. good. He was a nice guy off the field as well, Warren. Um, so it, it made it easier.
2: Yeah, it's funny. We um re- remembering that first season we were up. I think it was probably Hayes went up um, as champions, didn't they? they? They, I think they really dominated that that division. But we we spoke with Graham Graham Roberts um, last summer. I think it was now, and he was telling us um, there was. A, Perhaps a little bit of bad blood between him and George Borg, who was uh, manager at Enfield at the time. And uh, I remember reading Graham's autobiography, and it says something about how happy he was to see us. Um, uh, we, I think we lost him on the last game of the season, didn't we, of that season, Enfield? Um, but to see them not go off, I think it, it's. Did you remember any of that? Any of yeah. uh, bad blood? I, yeah? I mean, I was
0: caught in the middle of it because obviously yeah. I'd signed, I was one of Robbo's boys, and obviously George was nice to me. Um, but obviously I was close to Robbo, and I think he he kind of wanted me to stay at Enfield, I wanted to go, and then a lot of, lot of the players left as well, um, there's definitely, the games were like unbelievable when we played Enfield, I mean, I remember going back to Southfield Road and got sent off, and that's when Gigi came in, so I was suspended, but um, yeah, it was real bad blood, even though to, to to the face of it, they were quite nice But behind the scenes, it, it meant a lot to Robbo Especially us, um, when we won the league as well
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because Enfield, like North London And Yeovil, South West England it's, uh, Geographically, it's got nothing to do with it a, But I always tell people about oh, I don't like Enfield And they can't understand why
0: It's a shame It's a shame they um, folded Enfield Because they were a big another big non-league club Again, it was good playing there um, but it just goes to show what Robbo yeah, and Jovo were about, because we had obviously Mickey Inwell, Paul Turn, there was a lot of lads from London that come down, it was like a four hour trip for uh, Mickey, and, and he would come down, he would never miss a training, he's a great, great lad Mickey as well, uh, never missed a training session, you know, um, and you know, travelling four hours there and four hours back, incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had him and Howard, um, Forrington on um, again on one of these uh, a few a few months ago, and they were all saying that as well about the the traveling, but what a, what a, almost like an honor it was to play for the club because of you know what it what it what it meant.
0: Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, you know, you could some of us worked and you could turn up from work have a bad day at work. Just soon as you drive into the car park, it was like it transformed you. You know, mm-hmm. everything was professional there. Um, you know, from I think Rob, I brought in apprentices who cleaned your boots and all that. I, I'm not sure how long it lasted, but um, yeah, you just felt special. and Like I said, and we got on well with the fans as well. Um, and I think it helps when you start winning games as well. You know, certainly helps a bit. I played enough teams where you're losing, and the fans are slightly different towards you. <laughs> yeah. Find uh, out about that
2: at the moment.
0: Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's really sad, actually. You think you went through uh, was at championship we got to, which is incredible. Um, and now where you are now, it's, it is quite sad. Yeah,
2: well, stick to the past. Stick to the past.
0: Yeah, stick to the past.
1: Who cleaned your boots? Who was your uh... apprentice? I'm trying to think who it was.
0: Um, I know...
1: Um... You know him
0: if you saw him. Uh, yeah, just, he played a few games, actually, in the first team. Yeah. Um,
2: there was a lad called Lee Groves who played it. a lot. Played was it Lee Groves? Yeah. I
0: was
2: wondering yeah, if it was yeah, him.
0: yeah. 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 yeah there's, a I few, well, there's a few didn't quite make up. I remember mean, a lad called Chris Moore, as he come on and see. Yeah. He, he looked quite good. Um, we had a young lad, Kevin Bray. But there's a few, I think, quite... Um, like Nicky Burton, I think we got him from older shop.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh, it isn't a good story so um we're playing away um I think it was at Cole Shorten in that season and I missed training so I wasn't playing um so Terry Cotton came in before the game which is unusual he gave me my uh pacelet which we got paid every two weeks and it was like a a transfer and I had been fined which wasn't unusual anyway so 25% (laughs) I've got fined so a bit pissed off so I've come out Come out of the um, changing rooms, gone on the pitch, and the ball's come across. One of the balls, I've just volleyed it half volley, and it's hit Nick Burton flush in the face and knocked, <laughs> him, and knocked him out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, not only have I've, I've, I'm pissed off now, I've got Robbo and everyone, all the players having a go at me. What did you do it for? I said, Well, I didn't mean to hit him, did I? There's <laughs> that's that's some
2: skill. That is something. Yeah, he was. And he hit him flush.
0: And it was funny. So in the changing room, Robo, oh, I'm, I'm having a go at me. And, and, and then Nick, you're right. And he said, but Gaffer, he didn't even say sorry. <laughs> oh, no, he was a little squeaky boy. I actually did. But, um, exactly. but yeah, so um, he was a good lad. But uh, yeah, we're some good players, some good yeah. young players.
1: That, that that second year i you you've mentioned some of the names already rob cousins jerry gill coming in paul turner of course coming across from enfield did you have the feeling in that sort of early part of that season that that was that was the difference maker you said that the playing sort of balance wasn't quite right the first time round ended fourth did it just feel like everything was going to click right at the start of that season?
0: Yeah, I think it did. I think with the players we got in, which we didn't have the first year, that little bit of experience of being around in that non-league because non-league in professional players is totally different. It's a really different mindset. You know, there's a lot of um, ex-players going non-league, and they, they, you know, they don't perform. And vice versa, there's non-league players who you know you watch and you think they're good enough for pro, but they again, there's something not quite there with them that's why you're playing non-league but the players Robbo got together like the second season which we won were seasonal non-league top level players and you, knew, you know as soon as they come across the lads before you know long as long as we um kept the squad together and you know we we're lucky with injuries you know we would win it depending it was us and Enfield Enfield were very similar but I, I just I, I just thought we would um not only win it but then go forward within the conference. We had a real strong side sort of thing.
2: In that in that season, who were the ones that stood out, do you think in that squad? The ones that you thought, yeah, when it what the like you say, the likes of I think Paul Turner was captain at Enfield, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, he was
0: it. captain captain at Enfield. I th- I think once obviously um having Tony in goal, Tony Pennett yeah. was really good. He made a big difference. Then we had like Al James Hannigan, but like the lads who who we didn't really know much. Um, Gilly, when he come, he was fantastic, right. um, and I, I think it allowed allowed a lot of other players who wasn't probably known as much in the circuit to come to come through. And like you said, I think everyone played their part. Mm. You know, you had Warren scoring that goals, and then uh, Dean. Everyone was like doing their bit. And you know, if you look through the season, I think everyone chipped in. Um, but like I said, if I keep going back to it, like the team spirit was brilliant. You know, even if you know, the lads weren't playing, i.e. me. Um, <laughs> That's but, second, uh, second. <laughs> Yeah, No, we kept it. We kept it. Yeah. You know, I, I played my part. Um, I come on, you know, a lot of times I've ringed it all coming on a sub. Um but we all, we, you know, we, it wasn't like oh, I'm not playing, so I'm upset. It was like no, we're getting behind. This is a good team. We socialised a lot as well. So every now and again, we had a night out in Yeovil, which was another experience. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was good. You yeah, know, it was good.
2: What do you remember uh, most about uh, night out in Yeovil?
0: The scary people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> still drinking like that. <laughs> still, still with their football shirts on from the game, drinking. Yeah, uh, it was brilliant. Like you said, it was just, it was, um, it was just like one. You felt like a big family when you got down there. You know, there's people all come together. Um, you know, we was all the same when we went out. You know, we played the football for the club. It didn't make no difference. We all mixed in. We all had a laugh with everyone, and it was good. It was, you know, knew most of the people's names and things like that. And you know, the more they drank of that cider, the more they told you the truth. So (laughs) I probably had to get leave before the end because.
2: yeah got a bit honest then yeah. yeah well i mean like you say that for, looking at the two seasons that we had in, in in that division i mean the second season couldn't have started much different to the to the first the um the second one it looks like eight wins in ten league games so i mean what what's your memories of that maybe that first half of um that second season that we had in in the Isis League i remember there were a couple of spicy FA cup games there at Taunton i remember there was mm. one and and Murphy i remember being another one that got yeah, a bit lively yeah. as well. Yeah, sad, Murph. Um
0: like, Taunton was very tough. We're going local, local derby. And well, we had Tiverton before that, so we played yeah. Tiverton and um, we won there. Um, Taunton, we we probably didn't give them enough credit when we played at home, and obviously we drew Neil Neil at home, and then we won the the away, which was lively. If I remember, I think there's a bit of crowd trouble. Um,
2: remember, Mr. Roberts ending up in uh, Taunton Magistrates not long right? after that, yeah. didn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Murphy was the biggest disappointment. I, yeah. th- I think we, you know, we, I think we had a few injuries that day. And um, I remember going there thinking, oh, well, yeah, we should beat these. And then, we're in, you know, we're talking about the first round of the FA yeah, Cup, yeah. which was was what Yeovil was all about, you know, cup history, giant killing. And we were all looking forward to it, you know. And we lost I think we lost one nil or two I can't remember two one yeah.
2: it was two yeah one yeah. yeah and it was uh, yeah,
0: that was that was probably where my um saddest moment I
2: think mm. um at Yeovil, uh, was that game yeah I remember being sat on the supporters coach after that one and all the uh yeah little, little Welsh kids coming past giving you fingers as you were walking Absolutely. through yeah uh, one happy day that I don't think no not at all.
1: So fast forward a little bit then and come February, you departed. Uh, It kind of coincided with the arrival of Howard Forenton from Oxford. Was the addition of an extra striker a part of that decision that you made to to depart or was there something else going on? Was it just your time to to step away?
0: Um, Unfortunately, uh, there was something else what happened. Um, Before I signed that season, um, I said to obviously the great Brian um, and and Robo before I signed the contract. Um, I, I was going away at Christmas, uh, I was going to Florida for two weeks, not ideal. It was all to do with work. We were, it was like a bonus thing, but I said up front, Look, you know, I, I've got to let you know now, I'm away too. Yeah, not a problem. I, I just had a good pre season. Um, the desperate reader signed, so I signed come Christmas, and um, we had a few injuries. I remember away at Bishop Stortford. Um, we won and Robert said, you can't go away. And I said, well, well, I am. And cut long story short, I went away, which is not ideal. You know, it's the standard we're playing. Um, and then when I got back, it, it just turned a bit sour. Right. So um, I was uh, going to be leaving. So I think as I was leaving, which they knew about it, um, then obviously it got Howard in. So it was a bit of a crossover. But it was a shame, actually, Um that it happened that way um with robbo. Um, obviously we're good friends now, still so keep in touch with him. But it was it was quite quite a, a sad way to end actually because you know obviously we went on OP went on to win the league that year and it would have be been nice to have been part of that celebrations. Um, and and work, what, what happened is because I was progressing through work and obviously a football career would come to an end. So I had to make a decision. Um, and so I, I was spending more time with work. Obviously, it was affecting me. I, didn't, I couldn't always make training like twice a week. And obviously, I ended up playing more of a, a, a substitute role um, that season anyway. And, it, you know, I just I just felt it was probably the timing was right for me to, to move on, but not the circumstances how
2: it happened. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where, where was it you went after that? Did you, did you ever find yourself playing against Joval again in what, your career after? No, I didn't.
0: I was going to sign for Forest Green, but the club wanted money. Oh, yeah. um, but I didn't go to Forest Green, so yeah. they went, they, they held my registration wouldn't let me go. So I ended up, I, I went to play for a team nearby me called Fairham. It was because oh, Kevin oh. Dillon, Noel Blake and all that. It was only for a few games, so I ended up playing there. And then I went out to Belgium, played in for Ostend, and then I come back and played for Salisbury. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just... Um, no, never played, never played against Yeovil, whether it was pre-season or anything. Which was a shame actually, because I would have probably enjoyed coming back.
1: You mentioned a few times in our in our little chat about sort of working alongside um, playing. How how difficult is that balance to get right at that level? Because you've mentioned obviously Yeovil was a, a huge club for that level, and being a part of it was clearly so important to to so many. But you had to try and balance. It. How how difficult was that to balance throughout the whole time, not just towards the end?
0: Um, it was to be honest. It was really hard um, because uh, Robbo come in. He had a he had a plan. What he wanted to get to. Obviously, the first year was more of a clear out. Second year progress. Third year was there. The year we won the league. Obviously, brought apprentices in. Some of the lads were full time then. Went full time, so they come and trained the day. The ones who worked, it was so we trained in the evening. Um, and I had a job where I was progressing. Um, so I had to. You know, I think the lads were kind of just had a, a normal job I think all, all jobs are normal sorry but I had a job where they could just switch off was fine but I kind of got into management then senior management and then I had responsibilities that was tough because obviously I was going to games or staying away on a Friday you know still instead of concentrating 100% and playing you know I had other things what were happening um, which I had to resolve but it is uh, you know it is tough it, it, it is really tough
2: yeah and you've done um, you know, uh, plenty of work with ex-Southampton players because I think that's where you started out, wasn't it? In charity games and community work and, and, and so forth. I mean, how, how important is that to give back for what, what Southampton did for you but, you know, football in general?
0: Oh, it's, 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 massive. it's a massive part of what I do now. Obviously, I was apprentice at Southampton. Um, with, I, I did my apprenticeship with Alan Shearer and Rod Bollis Um, Not bad? Not bad, bad. yeah, so um, Letizia was a buff, so um, I thought I was going to make it, unfortunately I never, and then I ended up robbing, but um, being one of the only local Southampton boys, um, obviously after my time with football and the different teams and levels I played, I got back involved with the ex-Saint, and obviously it's progress from there, so we You know, we've got fantastic people like Matt Letizia and Wayne Bridge and James B. They're all involved. Uh, Glenn Cockrell, uh, who is the manager of the team. And we do so much. We raise over 50,000 each year for for local charities. So and, you know, it's not just that we support the Saints Foundation. We do, you know, we get the older people, their well-being. Um, You know, we've included so many. We've got over 240 ex-Saint members now. And they're all different. They're all different. Some some have hit hard times, which we support and look after. Some, some you know, not, uh, need operations. Some just needed someone to go around there and talk. So we, you know, it's it's not just about playing the games or um, having a golf day or so. We do we're doing much more, um, and it's it's really rewarding and you feel like you're giving a lot back.
1: That's that's, that's fascinating because. We've, we've muted the idea a few times with ex-Pros at, at Yoval, actually. It was one thing we discussed with, with Kevin Gore when he was arranging a Legends game this summer just gone, is that there is no kind of ex yovel players communion type thing like you have, like that community. How does, how does that benefit you guys as a group? we have talked about reaching out far beyond the game. Do you find that's a really important part of everybody in that group's sort of lives now?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of people, you know, um, they come to us and talk to us like ex-players who um, have, you know, have gone their own ways and, you know, they've had um, bad experiences and, and you know, and by just chatting to us and, you know, we've got a WhatsApp group, we meet up, you know, some people need a little bit more help than ever. But, you know, they all miss the banter and the friendship and, you know, we tell old stories and and it's grown. Uh, I, I think us, I think Liverpool, and I think Arsenal have probably got the biggest ex uh, group of players. Um, you know, like I said, we we do so much more than just playing games. You know, it's, it's you know we're supporting um, local churches. You know, we go there when people do the soup kitchens. We do a fair share. We do a lot, um, a lot of volunteers because some, some of the lads don't actually work anymore. But they've they've got time to spare, and we we've, we've said right right. Have you have got some time. Would you like to help our community? Would you go and do... and you know what? They've all all done it. They all do it for free, um, and it's so enjoyable. You know, um, I love it. I actually love what we're doing.
2: Yeah, oh, fantastic. Well, credit yeah. to you, and like you say, credit yeah. to everyone else for for doing that. I mean, it shows you. We we talk all the time about football and the community and and how it brings people together. But hearing stuff like that just is just living proof of it, isn't it? Of how how important how it is more than a game. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but it really is, isn't it? When you hear things like that. Yeah, we got we got players, and I mean
0: James beat is at Wigan, and he's. He's taken a a group of kids around doing the the stadium tour, you know, um, uh, and I could go on with lots of them, you know, Mm -hmm. Francis Benali, obviously Glenn Cockrell, um, Jimmy Case. There's loads, there's there's loads and they all do so much, which, you know, a lot of people don't realise what they do, but, um, you know, and it's brilliant. It's really, it's really good.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, but before we let you go, Leroy, we just have to ask you, I mean, you've obviously spent may- maybe a shorter um, period of time than, than than some players at Yeovil, but it certainly sounds like your time at Yeovil has been uh, one that you've remembered. And, uh, and I'm sure everyone, when I've mentioned to a few people that we were talking to, your name was well remembered by fans at that time. I mean, how would you sum up your memories of your time as a oval player, and what would what would you like to say to any oval fans you remember you who, who are listening to this now?
0: Um, I actually am. I allowed to tell a couple of stories, quickly? Oh, please, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. All right, I love okay. stories.
1: we
2: insist but upon it. Yeah, I've,
0: I've got a few, and I'm, I'm probably probably well known for the
1: hot dog one. Um, I've heard so, I've heard that one. Yes, yeah. I've so heard this one,
0: I think I we're playing one of the games, and I think it's a Bartlett stand. So obviously, I was playing on the wing. I wasn't getting much of the ball. So I was running up and down in the crowd. And it was the crowd started joining in, going, oh, hey. And I was like looking around, waving my hands out to No, like They're not passing to me. ball come out. So the ball come out, uh, Mickey Ingwell's side. So I've, I've come off the pitch and I've just sat in the stand quickly. And someone then, then offered me a bite of his hot dog, which I never I never bit. And I've jumped back onto the onto the pitch. But the linesman's flags, And obviously I've come over and I've got books. Um, obviously, the club wasn't happy with it. I'm, again, I never fine I had. So... Uh, you never even got a dog uh, for
2: it either. Yeah, I know.
0: So that, that was one. Um, one of the... Uh, like I said, I was a bit, of a, a bit of a joker in the team, banter and all that. So at Christmas, it was snow and we, we were training on the AstroTurf. And it was full, you know, full pouting down with snow. All the lads decided to jump me um, you know, for playing jokes all, all through the year. So they all jumped me, piled with me in snow obviously I wasn't happy Um, so I've like left it was near the end of the trade so i stormed off back into the home team dressing room and they've carried on training so as I got in there you know what can I do I looked across and saw all the baths there so I thought I'll get me home back here so I run all the baths and I uh, chucked all their clothes in it so um, Um... I got in the car tooted me on and waved at them and they all laughed literally about half an hour later my phone was going You're out of order. I can't believe you would do that. And I just laugh. So that was good. But my best, my best one. Well, actually, I've got one more before that. Um, The story of the long shorts. Have you heard that one? Oh, I remember the long shorts. Yeah. So
1: I I did a quick search of your name on social media, knowing we were going to talk to you. And there's one comment that comes up three or four times about having you have the biggest and baggiest shorts ever (laughs) to have graced Jewish Park, apparently. And I would like to know more.
0: Yeah, so, so what happened was, um, I was I was sub. Robbo was injured, and anyone who knows Graham Robbs, he has got the biggest thighs ever, biggest legs, massive. So there was a pair of white shorts. We all had our own kit, obviously hung up, and I, I thought, I'll put these on. So um, before games, I never used to um, – nowadays, everyone warms up out on the pitch, um, and they do go through their drills. I never I used to, I used to just stretch in the changing rooms, obviously saving me energy. But um, – and I, I put these shorts on. I found them, and I was – Chatting to some of the lads who were still in. They were massive. Honestly, I couldn't even see my legs. And I put them on. And the next minute, literally, um, the gaffer come in. Rob, go, right, everyone down. So I sat down. And uh, I put, I've just put the uh, all-in-one suit on. So I thought, oh, blimey, I just I forgot all about it. It's gone on the pitch. And then uh, setting off, um, early setting off, there was an injury. And uh, Rob said, warm up. So I'm warming up. I've stripped off. And he's looked at me. He said, I can't believe you. Why have you got? And I forgot I had those shorts on, so um, you couldn't even see my legs. So um, the shorts are massive. So I played, and it was lucky we won, and I put a shift in, so it was all right. And then I used them. I carried them on for about three or four games, and lucky
2: shorts. They're lucky
0: shorts. So everyone kind of. And then Rob, I pulled me said, "Look, you know, we've got to take this serious. You can't." You said, "I'm having so many people." like talking and laughing about your shorts and i and i'd be fair i did agree with him in the end they were yeah, they were massive but it was yeah it was it, like you said they were lucky shorts we never lost the game
2: people still remember him now
0: yeah but yeah. i've got to leave i'll leave you i'll leave you with one before on. i I'll finish so um and this is this is it made it made the papers actually the the uh, the actual event so we're Finished training one day and uh, obviously Robbo shot off. We were all shot off, so it was a, I think it was a Thursday night. Going down to 3.03, he was going back to London. Obviously I lived in Southampton, so going back. I've, I'm just driving normally, I'm on my own. I've gone over to Brauva Hill. I've quickly looked and I saw Robbo's uh, Renault Clio turn over on the road. And then I've gone bang, I've hit something in the road. I thought, and I veered feared all over the place, literally pulled over about half a mile down the road, thinking, oh my God, what, what's happened? You know, have, have, have I hit Robbo? You know, that's what I thought, so these cars upside down. So got a new car and I was more worried about the spoiler. So I've gone out of the front thinking, oh no, please don't have any blood or anything like that. So I looked at it and it's, it's, the spoiler's cracked and I thought, oh, that's all right. And I thought, what shall I do? Do I need to turn round? You know, I've, I've run him over or, or whatever. I looked at the watch, getting a bit late, and I knew where I lived. I knew I had to be back in about 40 minutes. That was the, the chip you would close. And I, I was oh, Yeah, so I, I thought, you know, I, I'll carry on driving. And literally, 10 minutes down or five minutes down the road, call from Mickey. Inwell. Do you know what's happened with the gaffer? I went, no. He said, he said you sure? You know, he was quite upset. I went, no, what's, what, what's happened? He said, well, he's had an accident. He's rolled his car. And uh, is, Did you hit him? I went no And he went no He said I know you never You hit his sports bag And Robbo was on the side He said you've hit his bag It's gone everywhere And you've just driven off No wonder he
2: <laughs> sold you um, Yeah, so, yeah so that,
0: that was it So um, yeah, so yeah We had a lot of laugh All that But um, yeah It could have been serious And all accounts of deer Had run out on the road Or something
1: yeah. he just spun it. So,
0: um, But I did thought you I killed get- him so, did you get um, your chippy though? I yeah. did in time, yes. Yeah. Well, that's but, fine then. That's yeah, fine. So, that happy ending all the way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, nothing but, wrong with that. But going back to my question, like you said, I only had a couple of seasons, to, like three seasons, mixed seasons, obviously the first year, you know, going down. Next year, it just improved. And um, like I said, I it was brilliant. The, you know, the times I had there, um, people I met, the teams we played. Um, obviously, I wish I was a bit fitter. Um, obviously, my record, I get a lot of stick for that. Seventy-nine appearances and eleven goals, but but I want to point out it's if you down it on minutes on the pitch, I'll, I'll be one for one, I reckon.
2: So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: And I wasn't a striker; I played midfield most of the time. So, but no, it's it's like I said. I'm just really hoping, and and I know a lot that ever lads that Yo will turn it around because it, it is a special club to me. And and I know the lads who I do keep in touch with now and again say the same thing. It was it was probably the highlight of my um, career playing at Yeovil, um, and I enjoyed it all. And, and like I said, I would do anything for the club if they asked. So um, it was a fantastic time.
1: What are you doing next Tuesday evening? Can you play centre midfield again, please? <laughs> okay, and the answer would be no. I'm
0: than happy to. I'm more, than happy to, I'm more than happy to serve the uh, refreshments. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or, or, or direct us to a good chip shop. One or the That's other. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Leroy, really appreciate you joining us. I say, uh, obviously a name that people remember even after all these years. So uh, your your name uh, sticks in in the, in the minds of many Oval fans, and uh, and it's great it's great to hear you say such good things about the um a club as well. So really appreciate you joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. All right. Cheers. And with a quick turn,
0: skipper
1: Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard, making for his back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal!
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.